Welcome to Mixtapes and Heartbreaks, episode 20. 20! We made it to 20. The big 2-0. We still can't legally drink, even mm. though I can. Yeah, that's a total fucking... Well, no, I guess 20 would not... It's not a pointless age. You're no longer a teenager. Like, that's that's the biggie. You're like an adult. I'm an adult now. I'm a man! I'm 40! But you're not. You're still a dumb kid until you're probably 25. Isn't that like when they say that your brain is actually fully developed 25 25 yes the the frontal lobe of your brain is fully developed that just does not 25. match up well that's a poorly developed biological yeah if god was real marker. he he did a really bang up job well obviously a man designed that yeah if god was a woman she wouldn't have let that happen well here's the deal here's the deal um oh. If you think about age and like how people like got married younger and they died younger because the light average human lifespan was like soup slow. Like 45. Yeah. So not having your frontal cortex even fucking develop till halfway through your life. You're almost dead by 25. 25, you have grandkids back then. But you have less distractions. You know, it's like you didn't have like social media or like email that's true. You, you 25 know, felt like fucking forever. You just got up and like farmed your land or went to work for 18 hours and you toiled. You, know, you toiled. You toiled. You definitely toiled. Yeah. Well, we've toiled for this show and I'm I'm happy. Did we? Well, not really. It's kind of. Well, speaking of getting older, I am. You are. You just you just celebrated uh, a birthday, an age. An age. An undisclosed age. I am one year away from 40. Uh, how do you feel about that? Welcome to the club, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the 39 club? Yeah, 39. 30 fine. Um, there are feelings. Mm-hmm. Feelings about this. Mm-hmm. They're not particularly interesting or original. No, I think it's the same thing. Again, I, I hate to it be Matthew McConaughey in season one of True Detective here, but time is a flat circle. It's... <laughs> I I have that in my mind, like that stoner, hippie, dippy, like it's all meaningless and time is relative and age ain't nothing but a number, Aaliyah, R.I.P. Um, tell that to my right knee, though, because exactly. it definitely feels like it's at least 60. And that's what I say. Then there's the other side of me who actually feels my age and is like, no, age is definitely a number. And my doctor will tell me that, but I don't even, that's nothing. I'm knocking on 40. I don't have a primary care physician. Do you need one? I I would th- think so. Here are the adult things that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, are you supposed to, are you really supposed to just have a doctor and just go to them? Or do people go to them because regularly? That, because that's in movies, you know? Like, I don't, I don't understand this. Why do I go to a doctor if nothing is wrong? Yeah. To find I- out if things are wrong? Yeah, but, but I know nothing's wrong. There's like an internal eye. That's why I have feelings. Right. You know, I yeah, wake you know. up every morning, hopefully, and I just do a system check, you know. A little diagnostic. A little diagnostic in the morning <laughs> after my alarm goes off seven times or something. The pet boys of old age, just like. Yeah, man, I'm running that diagnostic. I'm thinking about making coffee, mm-hmm. how much I have to pee, but I won't still get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing a little little run through. Well, I texted you today that my, you asked how my day is going. Like, it's fine. My back hurts. And you're like, why does your back hurt? And I'm like, because it just does. Because I'm 39. (laughs) You're 39 and it just fucking does. 
My back hurts. I, I, I can't tell you what caused these symptoms, but these symptoms are there. Because I'm a human and I've used it for almost 40 years. Right. And there's that part of your brain where you think like you still feel like you're young. So you're like, well, clearly something's wrong. Like I'm a I'm a young, healthy buck. Why would my back be hurting? It's got to be a tumor. No, it could just be that your body's just dying. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Do you forget how old you are? All the time. Okay. All the time. I think I just like mentally made it to 28 and then I was like, this is it. And I'm 28 forever. Yeah. And then some somebody will talk about something and something will get put into like age context or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, I'm almost 40. Oh, or when you fill out those little questionnaires and ask like which age demographic you are. Oh, yeah. I moved brackets. Yeah, that's. When that's... I turned 35, I moved age brackets. I have a feeling they're changing those like every couple of years, though. I had feelings about that also. Age brackets? It's very ageist. Age bracket. Yeah. It, it's not. It's not done correctly. I don't think. I think it's what is it? It's it's always it's like, like thirty five to forty nine. It's like I don't have anything. Are you fifteen to nineteen? I'm like I guess that kind of makes sense. Are you twenty to twenty four? I'm like well what? And then twenty five to like thirty, and then it's like it's like twenty five to thirty four. Yeah. And then it's like thirty five to fifty. And yeah, you're like, like whoa whoa whoa, whoa 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 yeah I got nothing in common with Richard in the office who's fifty. We don't have anything in common. He's got an AARP membership. I don't. I'm still young and spry. I got things to do. Do you know how old you have to be to be in the AARP, Josh? 60, 65. 62. 62. I think. Well, and the it's really funny when next they thing you know, it's going to be 40. Middle, yeah. And you get AARP. She's like, I'm not there yet. No, dude. you specifically because you freak out and like question your mortality. Well, yeah, I think it's because. I think they know that uh, they know that I have that. <laughs> I think they're listening in. They're definitely the AARP is definitely listening to this podcast. Are you struggling with our new setup? Yeah. 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 I'm trying to I'm trying to find a sweet spot. So we used to have these chairs, these like vintage club chairs that we would sit in and face each other, and it was very comfortable. But the chairs were they're old and they're worn. Pieces of shit. The cat was getting into it, clawing it up, getting into the bottom, clawing that up to where the springs weren't staying in. You're just getting to the point where we got to let him go. So I tossed him on the curb, not thinking that a, a rain, the, the the downpour of the century was going to happen. I literally told you last night it was going to rain again. But see, I'm old and I, I <laughs> don't remember things. Did you not listen to what we just said before that, that we're old? And I forget things. So they're out on the curb now, soaking wet. Yeah. And, I'm getting, and I, now I'm getting all these messages because I posted them out on Facebook for sale not too long ago for like, you know, if anybody wants to do a project or whatever. Now everyone's out of the woodwork. They want them. I'm like, well, well, they're ruined on the curb. So come get the, them. Ruined on the curb. If you want to deal with some water damage, never good. Never good. Speaking of water damage, I'm going <laughs> to damage my liver with some beer water. That is not an endorsement. The past beer two water. That's what beer is, right? It's just beer. It's water. It's it's water, alcoholic water. Is there? Are there? It's water used in hops, typically. It was a slow burn. Anthem Brewing, anthembrewing.com, located <laughs> at 908 Southwest 4th Street, right here in the heart of Oklahoma City. Go to their website, check out their hours, check out their schedule, see what delicious food truck is going to be out there for you. You got the 4th of July weekend coming up. There's going to be some events. Check them out on Instagram, at Anthem Brewing. 
Today I'm drinking the OK Pilsner Classic Beer. It's a perfect, like, crushable beer. We're not going to skip past the fact that you were looking on the can for ingredients. You didn't know what the ingredients for beer was either. Sometimes I, they put them on the can. Uh, it's it's hops. It is. Uh, you don't know either, so shut barley, up. Malt, malt, barley, malt, water. It's it's beer. It's delicious. And Anthony Brewing has the best beer in town. It was ringing. Hey, beer's delicious. Ringing endorsement. Ringing endorsement. This ridiculous and highly derailed episode <laughs> is also brought to you by Diggit. Find them on Instagram at DiggitOKC, Facebook at Diggit. They are located at 1739 Northwest 16th Street in the plaza. DiggitOKC.com. We are doing a giveaway with them. Well, we've announced the giveaway already. Again, another fucking thing behind the curtain. Uh, we, we, announced, we announced the giveaway. And we will pick a winner. If you're listening to this show, when it drops, if you are one of those listeners who subscribe and immediately listen as soon as it pops up, you're listening to this on Monday. We are going to announce the winner on that Monday today. If Monday's already gone, hey, you snooze, you lose. You, you missed out. But the winner will be announced today as you're listening to it. Thank you to Dig It for the giveaway. We're going to do this every 10 episodes, hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. And we've got something in the works for episode 25. We'll have information about that soon. Soon. We're waiting on... Confirmation. waiting on confirmation for uh, something on the For someone to say yes, we can do this. (laughs) It's five weeks from now, so we got some time. We got some time. Right. You can check us out on Instagram at mixtapes.heartbreaks, Facebook at mixtapesheartbreaks, Twitter at mixtapesheartb1. Good luck finding us. They're all different. They're all not the same is another <laughs> way of saying that. Find us wherever you find your podcast. Email us at mixtapesinheartbreaks at gmail.com. Leave us some love. Have you ever checked? Do you check the Gmail? I have now combined. I figured out how to jo- join both my personal so I get all of our mixtape stuff in with my personal. So I got to like chuckle yeah. through it. Technology. Welcome to the internet. Welcome to the internet. Take a look around. Rate, review, subscribe, share. Let people know about us. It really helped. I mean, it would be cool if people listened. I mean, people are listening, but I would like more people. I want, I want to get a, not a cult. Cause that's got some connotations. Let's get some people. Let's get let's get a let's get a fans. You'd like some fans? Yeah, let's get it built up, build it up. Build it up. How long did it take you to get a following with boys? Uh a while. Yeah. But we got it. Got it eventually. Got it, we got him there. You ready to get this show there? I mean it's already gotten very weird, so why not? an even show that means i go for and you've got paper notes you've written notes down yeah i decided to be present (laughs) it's my um my 
39th rotation uh, goal is to be more present. Be more present. Yeah. I, I like it. And to not half-ass our show, I guess. Hi. I'm slowly being attacked by a dog. So, yeah, like we said uh, <laughs> in the intro there, we got rid of our old seating situation, and now we're on our couch, and we are facing each other. I don't know if you ever faced someone on a couch before, but it's it's weird. So you kind of feel like sit end it, sit end it, sit on the couch, crisscross applesauce style, and then face one another. I'm pretty sure that literally everyone has faced somebody else on a couch, unless you live alone, and then I'm sorry. Ooh. Ooh. Oh God. So alone. Okay, anyways, <laughs> let's start this episode. All right. I'm trying to hide the back of it. That's I fine. wrote all my notes on a um index card. I was gonna say uh, did you write it on a fucking back side of a uh, I put it in my pocket so I wouldn't just like leave it around where you can read my handwriting. That's true. Because it's supposed to be a surprise. All right. We're going to May 1987. 87. All right. Yeah. We're not even five. You're five. I'm four. Oh, so. whoa. Yeah. I'm so old. I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a withered old five-year-old toddler. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. All right. This is the first single off the second album. I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. it every episode and guess what we almost fucking did this week did you almost pick the song i've been thinking about that exact song for weeks now and i was like i think i might do it on this episode so i almost didn't pick the song for the exact same reason because we had talked about it uh-huh uh and then i was like you know what fuck it if fate wants us to pick the same song 20 episodes in you know why not whitney, whitney houston's i want to dance with somebody great Great song, great pick. That lady had an amazing catalog to choose from. Yeah. Um, by the way, I want to point out, if you Google, I want to dance with somebody, mm-hmm. Google has no idea what you're talking about because the title of the song is I Wanna mm-hmm. Dance With Somebody. Well, there's a big difference. Uh, a want and a wanna are two totally different things. I think wanna <laughs> is more... Uh, want is like... If you may if I mean, be so inclined, I would requesting my point is that google cannot tell the difference between want to and wanna 
But I'm saying... I, I had to do a hard scroll to get what I was looking for. Yeah. It's like, oh, did you mean want to dance with somebody? It's like, bitch, obviously. Obviously. What else am I talking about? I was trying about? to be grammatically correct here. Sorry. All right. So this is the lead single off the second album, Whitney. Mm-hmm. It is her fourth consecutive number one single. She is the only artist to have seven consecutive one uh, number one singles on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. I'm coming out at, at you with facts. Those are hard of, facts. A lot of Whitney facts. Bring them. That a fact. She won a Grammy for this album, best female pop vo- for the song, best female pop vocal performance. This album went platinum three times. Damn. Yeah. Whitney Houston is regarded as the most successful and influential vocalist of all time. They call her the voice. Of course. She was the Queen Bay before, you know, she, she's it. Right. Like, she is it. So she signed to Arista Records uh, at 19. Her cousin is Dionne Warwick. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did know that. You did know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she signed at 17. So she's or 19. So she's like 24, 25 when the song comes out. Wow. She looked. Spry. I thought she was like a teen. She might be younger than that. She. I mean, this is her second album in 1987. Yeah. So, gotta find my facts. So here are her her uh, claims to fame, other than just fucking being Whitney Houston or whatever. She holds the record for the best-selling physical single for "I Will Always Love You" by a female in music history. Mm-hmm. I love that she has that because obviously, always fuck Elvis. Um, if you don't know the history of Elvis and that song, then just Google it, you know. Uh, the Bodyguard is the best-selling soundtrack of all time. Newsweek says that she has a four-octave range, which is, I guess, there are other... Mariah, I looked it up. Mariah Carey has a five-octave range. Yeah. She has the highest range. Mariah Carey, not Whitney Houston. Well, that's she came... After it's much like Tony Hawk did the 900, you know, and it's never been done before. Oh, okay. People were like, What the fuck? And then a few years later, another skater came out and did, I think, uh, whatever the bigger one is. I don't skate, I don't know, and I'm not really good with math. <laughs> so it's like that. So Whitney Houston died at the age of 48 at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Rip. In the bathtub. She was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1920. 2020? 2020. 2020. Not 1920. She went back in time. She went she back in time 101 years ago and got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She back to the future did. Yeah, she died in a bathtub. She drowned in a bathtub. Yeah, she got herself into a bit of trouble with that Bobby Brown character. Yeah, it's really sad because, you know, she's like one of the most successful female vocalists of all time. And all anybody wants to talk about is that maybe she had a crack problem and married Bobby Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she definitely had a crack problem. I would say because of Bobby Brown. Probably. Not going to blame. Going to blame Bobby Brown. What sucks is they were like, they they were this like power couple. It was, you know, Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston too. Of the biggest, like, I guess, R&B icons. Pop and R&B, yeah. Icons. 
You know, well, Bob, she was Bobby Brown's like new addition. You know, she was really successful because she started in church and was like, you know, a gospel singer, mm-hmm. or you know, started singing gospel or whatever. And then, you know, when she was a teenager, like fucking Clive Davis personally talked her into signing to Arista Records when she was nineteen. And then, you know, she became Whitney fucking Houston. Yeah, this uh, this song, I Want to Dance with Somebody, that music video is like, that's one of those that's like kind of burned in the memory. It's kind of an icon. It's not a particularly great music video, but it's kind of iconic. But it's extremely of the time. It it's is it, it's extremely of the time. It's so 1987, it makes you want to throw up. I watched it before you got home today because uh, I haven't watched the video in a really long time. Um, I will say that this song also probably holds the record of being played at every single fucking wedding since 1987. Oh, yeah. Because that's where we heard it. Uh, yeah. Was that a wedding? Yeah. <laughs> or like uh, at a thrift store. I always hear this in the thrift store. Yeah. I think this is on every uh, every thrift store gets a playlist, a CD, a mixed CD of some sort. And I Want to Dance with Somebody is on it. Also, um, for some reason, Phil Collins, I Could Feel It Coming in the Air Tonight on that yeah uh yeah this video she's like is she wearing a turtleneck no okay is she wearing a she's she's like in different colored leotards that's what it is and she's dancing around like a a big loft apartment but it's empty right yeah i mean most of it is like open space Mm -hmm. just kind of like simple sets and she's like dancing with a horrible dancer the choreography is so fucking 1987 um and she's singing into a mirror at some point right yeah there's a part where she's singing into a mirror she's mostly singing into the camera yeah but the things that stand out are she's wearing um a wig it's like a giant like crimpy curly like blondish wig and the outfit that i always really loved my feet are falling asleep um she's like got this like off the shoulder black midriff leotard top or whatever and then she has this like big frilly black skirt with like red binding Mm -hmm. uh and i don't know i always think of that outfit i was like obsessed with that outfit yeah the classic she looks so cool (laughs) yeah and the hair big i mean it's 80s it's got to be big hair But the song, like, I remember as a kid, I mean, 87, I'm five. I this, hear the heat. What month did you say this came out? May, May of 1987. So this is a May 87 summer banger. This, this motherfucker was playing <laughs> at, at swimming pools. I remember oh, hearing yeah. this at the Izzard pool on Tinker Air Force Base when I was a kid on every fucking boom box. It was just like, it was everywhere. Yeah. But I remember hearing older kids talk about it at the pool you know you know what she means right and i'm just like a five like well, she likes the they dance. thought it was a euphemism a euphemism for oh fuck. so um is that in the notes it's not so the song was written by george merrill and shannon rubicam who also wrote how will i know which was like the single before how the, will i know there you go yeah um so they wrote this song and 
the producer was not impressed. He thought it sounded like a country western song, like an Olivia Newton John, like seventies bop or something like this that. one. This yeah, song. How will I? Or uh, I want to dance with somebody. Yeah, I guess it can kind of have like a, a let's get physical kind of a vibe to they it. They also thought it was like too close to um, "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" by Cindy Lauper. I never. It does kind of sound like that right. song. But um, so George Merrill kind of explains he was he wrote it like I want to dance through life with somebody like it's not just like I want to physically dance or disco or, you know, like. Yeah, it's a metaphor for spending your life with somebody. It's not a song about fucking. But what about I want to feel the heat? You know what I mean? That's love, dude. I want to feel the heat. I didn't you can't that. not like exaggerate <laughs> the vocals when you sing this because you're clearly not going to sing it in her octave. <laughs> you gotta like, uh, I strained for, I mean, you can't Did sing you me hear something? Did you pull something? I may have pulled something in my old man throat. It, uh, <laughs> it hurt. But dude, that's the, that's that part in the song. When you hear it on the radio, like I've never listened to terrestrial radio, but every now and then it'll be on. Yeah. Cause I'm just fucking sick of flipping through Spotify or something. And every now and then the song will come on and I listen to it and I sing along to it. And that's my favorite part of the song is I want to feel the heat in the And you got to do that where you point up, you know, yeah. as you're trying to hit that note. Yeah. I love this song. This is the ultimate roller skating jam yeah. of my childhood. Definitely. I could see that. Yeah. Skated so fast to Whitney Houston. Because I would have been five the summer this came out. So I was definitely going to like the skating rink. Now at five, are you wearing roller skates? Or are you still wearing those like shitty Fisher Price ones that you... I mean, I'm probably wearing those shitty Fisher Price ones. You know what I'm talking about, right? The ones, the that plastic like, ones that go over your shoe. Yeah, and they can, they adjust with your foot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's for beginners or experts, there's only one skate built tough enough to carry the Fisher Price name. The Fisher Price One Two Three Skate. Maybe that's why we're a few million feet ahead of everyone else. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like prolific at skating, but I'm still probably at a roller skating rink. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, when your birthday's in June and I lived in Texas at this time, like, you're not going to have an outdoor birthday party. Too hot. Definitely in a roller skating rink. You're definitely feeling that heat. Oh, my God. In Houston. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I think that's pretty right. Pat myself on the back with that one. Uh, yeah. But then she had she had that jam. And then she went on clearly to have. She had three more number one hits before this or after this. From the same record. No, from, from different records. Or from yeah. the third record. She had seven consecutive number one like, singles. I'm your baby tonight. Damn, that's a fucking banger. Yeah. And I mean, I will always love you. Come on. She was uh iconic for sure. To to say the least, she was iconic. You wouldn't have a Beyonce. You wouldn't have uh, who are the kids listening to today? Olivia Rodrigo, or who, I don't know. She's not black. But I mean, like, a, a 
a, a female vocalist. You wouldn't have had Britney Spears. You know, getting these like. Yeah, I mean, Whitney, who Whitney Houston her... is credited for like influencing a lot of obviously major pop stars from today. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who's to say like what sh- what she else you know what else she could have done? She was only forty eight. Yes, so young. That's. I am eight years away from being forty eight. And that, that's that's the thing I think about when I think about the the age thing is when celebrities pass, like when we're younger. I mean, I remember when that happened. I was, you know, I wasn't like a kid anymore, but I wasn't like 40. Was that 2001? Was that? When she died? Yeah. I actually didn't look up the date when she died. I think it was like 2007 or something. It wasn't that. No, it was later than that. Later than that. You know, you, you, I didn't realize her age, but I start doing that now when I see a celebrity has passed, I look at the age. She died in February 2012. 2012, okay. So nine years ago. So I'm 30. Yeah. And at the time, I was probably thinking, oh, she's 48. But now that you, when you get closer to those ages, man, I remember like the the, the 27 Club thing was a big, a big, I guess it still is kind of a, there's a air of a conspiracy or, you know, this weird unsolved mysteries kind of a vibe about the 27 club and people who died at the age of 27 oh you you're not aware of the 27 club yeah now that you said that okay if you just tell me 27 club i'm like oh that's what they call it um but i remember when i was a kid when kurt cobain died and they're like hey 27 club I'm like what I'm like oh 27 yeah that's crazy but when you're you know i was like 13 14 when that happened no i was 12 we were 12 when he yeah. died Thinking about twenty-seven, that's for that's an old man. Yeah. yeah. And then and then when you're in your twenties, you you have that age in mind of like twenty-seven club, and then you find yourself at twenty-seven, and you're like, ah, he was young, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, twenty-seven is nothing. No. I mean, you also didn't have like a heroin addiction, so you probably were gonna skate right through twenty-seven. Or a crazy wife who may have had you murdered. Um. So thinking about her dying at 48, I'm 39. I turned 40 next year. and then In six it's months. It's another, another eight years from that. You know what I mean? And when I hit that age, I'm like, fuck. I'm older than Whitney Houston now. I've got friends who are 48. You know? That's really young. It's yeah. really young to die. But also she had this like huge career in 30 years. That's insane. Yeah. yeah the, the, the amount of work that she did in 30 years is bonkers crazy. Yeah. Like icon status in 30 years. That's nuts. So yeah, that was my song. I want to dance with somebody. Great record, great pick. Ah, I love Whitney Houston. I kind of want to go 
to the roller skating rink. We got a roller skating rink right around the corner from us, and every time I drive by it, it makes me want to go. I want to go skate. Can you roller skate? Excuse me. I don't know. Dude, Every, you ever heard of Arlo Eisenberg, man? <laughs> people always say they want to go roller skating and you get out there and they just like hug the wall or you. It's like, oh, I didn't really actually know how to skate. Uh, like, I, I, then why are we here? Uh, I, I know how to roller skate. I don't. I'm not great at it. I mean, again, I haven't put on a pair of fucking skates. I can't tell you the last time I put on a pair of skates. I can't tell you the last time I was inside of a skating rink. It had to have been teens when I was a teenager. Uh, I was probably like 25 or 26. What, what brought you to a skating rink in your 20s? Well, I like to roller skate. I went to the skating rink on the south side that has a wooden floor. There's a skating rink on Western. Is it still there? Skating rink on Western? Yeah, it's behind the uh, book beat where, where the book beat used to be. Yes, and didn't it have like a sign that was like an old roller skate? Yeah, it's a really old roller skating rink. They have the original wood floor. Wasn't there a fucking putt-putt place next to that yeah. too? So there's like a, a whole amusement area there. Mm-hmm. The, pub, the putt-putt place is gone, but I think that the roller skating rink is still there. Yeah, they have the wave tunnel. So it's a wooden floor, and at the end... Is a concrete like tunnel that you go through, and the floor is waved, so it's like ribbed <laughs> for her pleasure. <laughs> oh, that's a skating euphemism, not <laughs> sexual. Uh, yeah, oh, that's a cool. That was in. It was inside the skating rink. Yeah, it's at the end of one of the floors. That's crazy. We didn't have anything like that. We had a shitty, like rubberized floor. You know what I'm talking about? Like it wasn't a wood it's like ring. coated concrete. Yeah, rubber coated concrete, basically. So if you fell, you wouldn't like. I mean, you sort of bounce, but hurts. not really. It hurts. Yeah. But you're not hitting your head on concrete because <laughs> you're not wearing a helmet and pads in a skating rink. What are you, a pussy? Okay, first of all, you can't say that. Um, uh, that's what I was. It was a character. Oh, okay. It was a <laughs> shitty dad character. Yeah. Got it. I feel like this character is a woman. Um, have you seen what they have now for kids? I Those little like know. walkers. Oh boy. Th- do they look like old men? They're like PVC. I swear to God, they're made out of fucking PVC pipe and they're like little walkers and they're like. Like uh, pizzas. Like the pizza slice shape. Yeah, sort of. Uh, they're kind of in an L whatever. Um, but you hang on to it and you like learn how to skate. And I'm like, bitch, just learn how to skate. Fall yeah. down. Fall down. Fall down. I felt the same way about gutters at bowling alley. You're not learning anything from that? No. What are they called? Gutter guards or what are those called? Something like Something that. Something like that. I don't fucking know because I never used them. My daddy made sure I bowled. And if it went in the gutter, it went in the gutter. And you realized how big of a lose you were. And you just kept throwing that ball till it went and hit some pins. You learn how to not throw it in the gutter. Exactly. Learn how to You learn how not to fall down. This is a metaphor. But here is (laughs) the thing. I was never taught how to skate. No one taught me how to skate. No, you just have those shitty Fisher Price skates and you kind of scoot along until you like fucking figure it out. On your driveway. On your driveway. I didn't have a, the neighborhood I lived in, like my, my driveway was concrete and it was a pretty long driveway, but the street was kind of gravelly. Like it wasn't like smooth concrete. It was just shitty. Like neighborhood streets. Yeah. 
again, skate on neighborhood street. No, I tried to do that. I almost had a heart attack. Oh, dude, I tried to skateboard on that shit. Ugh, no. not fun. No. Not fun. So, yeah, you have this Fisher-Price skates. Yeah, you, you hobble like a drunk toddler. <laughs> and you eventually figure out, oh, like, okay, I have to propel myself forward. You fall a bunch, and you realize you don't like falling, so you try not to fall. Then you get... <laughs> I never owned a pair of skates. You always rent those shitty tan the tan ones yeah tan boots boots yeah with like orange wheels orange yeah they only come in one color tan and orange unless you get the speed skates that are always black always black which i never okay what what makes the speed skate a speed skate uh so it like you notice it's it's a shoe it doesn't um bind your ankle oh so you have more dexterity hmm I never knew that. I just thought it was like some shitty way to like upsell people on something. No, it gives you more like a more range of motion to where you can like flex. Hug the corners. and Well, you can flex your ankle more. You have more dexterity. Okay. With a tall boot, it's just it's binding your ankle in place. A tall, ugly, tan boot. Yeah, it's so you don't roll your old man ankle. So you rent those and then you do the same thing. You push yourself around. You ho- you hold that concrete wall yeah. until you can't hold that wall anymore, and then you gotta kind of gotta brace yourself and skate around a rubber floor for however long until you fall, and then you say "fuck it" and you go play Mortal Kombat or Miss Pac Man, one of the two, or a pinball machine if there's one there if you're lucky. But I was never, never good at it. But I would like to. There's one. Is that the one that does adult nights? Yes. Okay, I would like. We should do that. You want to go to adult night? We should do an adult night at the skating rink. Uh, that way we're not looked at like old people by kids getting laughed at. I think it. I don't well, think adults are allowed to go skating. If you don't have a child, I don't think you're allowed to go into a skating rink. No, that's not true. Um, I see just as many adults coming out of there as I do children. Uh Skating made a big comeback during COVID. You couldn't find roller skates to save your life. No, there were and there were uh, lots of money. Yeah, lots of money, and now you can find them again. Yeah, COVID made a lot of things expensive. Like you, uh, <laughs> wood. A, a twenty dollar webcam was like three hundred dollars during COVID. The price of wood like went up like three hundred percent, and it's still that high. It's still that high, which is adding to the uh, cost of homes, home building, and all that kind of shit. Uh, I, I don't know where this country's going. That's another dad. Uh, yeah, well, but we COVID's sh- over, so we're opening up. We're COVID's doing over. things. We're done. COVID's over. Let's go skating. Maybe they'll play some Whitney Houston, and I can get my groove on. Well, that was a great pick. Thanks. Okay. I'm going to take it back. Oh, God. But not too far. Okay, so this is our 20th episode, and uh, I had a couple of songs in the pocket, and I was like, you know what? It's our 20th. I want to do something that came out 20 years ago. Okay. Which, this is going to make you feel pretty old. Cool. The song is At Your Funeral (laughs) by Saves the Day. This song will be
That song came out 20 years ago. Yeah, that's about right. That, it blows my mind. I gotta fix my mic, then it's not. Yeah, that mind. album uh, came out the summer I moved back to Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, though. When I was looking it up, do you realize how many banger fucking records came out in 2001? 2001 yeah strokes is this it jimmy world's bleed american blink 182 take up your pants and jacket fucking the shins uh fucking whatever that one is the blue one that has all the hits the, the blue one <laughs> uh, the blue one with all the hits the killer's hot fuss like so many jay-z's blueprint there's so many great records that came out in 2001 like that that was the year that i think i think music shifted i think it think there was a shift of bangers shift like, of a shift of bangers <laughs> name of the episode or is, is it a shift of bangers or a shift to bangers maybe a shift to bangers yeah th- there it is there's so many great records and then you know that year 2001 I d- fresh out of high school i'm 19 i got the world by the balls <laughs> and i'm just you know i'm just a kid who p- putting away the jinkos because those are going out of vogue I'm buying some rustlers or some Levi's 501s. I'm cuffing those bottoms. Oh, that was a really bad fashion segue from Jinkos to like, what the fuck do I wear now? Yeah. Like, I can't wear this as, I can't go on a job interview in Jinkos. No, I can't. I can barely be 19 in Jinkos. Well, you start seeing the band. And here's the thing. It's all about the band you listen to and what they wear. Despite what anyone says, we are all slaves to fashion and we... We we idolize the bands or or actors or actresses or you know what I mean? Right. So you do what the bands are wearing. And at this time, bands like Saves the Day and any band on Vagrant Records was wearing like old jeans, like Levi's usually, or just, you know, just some faded jeans that are kind of maybe ripped, cuff the bottoms, pair of chucks, maybe some like uh ponies or something not ponies, uh Pumas, messenger bag, you know, vintage shirt. That's way too small. Yeah. Fucking glasses. I think I started wearing like, uh, like Levi boot cuts. Boot cuts was a big one. Five seventeens, original five seventeens. Original five seventeens. They were, I don't know. They made them really fucking. They changed the cut, and I stopped wearing jeans. They did change the cut, man. Five seventeens used to be, uh, they were tight in the leg, and they flared. It was slight. Okay, it's a slight flare, mm-hmm. and it just covers, barely covers your shoe. Mm-hmm. And then they made it a super flare and they fucked up what was great about that pants. Yeah. Levi's, you fucked up. The 517 was a great pair of jeans. Yo, you don't know me, jeans. So in 2001, you caught me wearing a pair of 517s. I'm listening to Stay What You Are incessantly. That record came out. I was a Saves the Day fan before that. 
Some might say this is their Beatles record, but I will not say that. I think that the their following record is their Beatles record. In Reverie. In Reverie. I do not like that record. I don't like it either. It's not my it's not my fave, as the kids say. This was this album was a hard transition for me. Yeah. What well, it changed it well, not only this album, but every band that put out something that year, it was a sh- it was a shift in their sound. Not so much uh uh, genre-wise, but sonically. like Before the Saves the Day was a... They wanted to be Lifetime. Right. So every song sounded like Lifetime. And this record, it totally changed. And that's what Chris Connolly said. So this record came out July 10th, 2001. A summer banger. Uh, it's their third studio album. When Chris wrote this, he said that they, they, they were tired of playing fast music every night. They wanted to fucking slow it down and let the melody take center stage like well you know they achieved that they really did they really did um this was the first single off the record released in september so the album came out over the summer they didn't release a single till after the summer which is kind of dumb let's put the single out of a summer banger but all the songs are kind of all the songs are depressing while being super upbeat you know what I mean? There's a couple of like slow, sad bangers, but this song, it's like upbeat, but it's about like death. Yeah. The song about a friend who died, you know? And there's so many songs that are super upbeat, but it's like, you know, as it's your body sags. Upbeat, but it's about depressing shit. It is. Like the uh, one of the, uh, uh, lyric from another song is as your body sags and the stench rises in vain. Like, okay. But it's like this like super like upbeat and music okay okay and that became like a saves today i mean it's always was a saves today kind of a thing where you you talk about it seems like all the records are about one girl in particular and it, it ended badly or something this one is more like he's taking different uh scenarios from his life and other friends life every song is about actual things but from different well yeah because what they're all like 25 26 when this album comes out i would i would assume so yeah, yeah around there um well yeah this this record came out so they they were on tour in 2000 at the through being for the through being cool tour and they had a very um, on the warp tour that year on june 2000 yeah. they had a very bad accident in the van yeah uh and it almost ended the band entirely it flipped right it flipped a lot the guitar player lost his front teeth yeah which he never fixed for a very long time. I saw them in uh, Tulsa at Canes, and he still didn't have front front teeth. Yeah, like how expensive is like a full set of front dentures? Well, when you're on Vagrant Records, the health insurance probably isn't great. Probably. You know? But that, that van accident is what inspired them to like make this record and kind of inspired the, the shift in, in sound. I remember they posted... So what this is like, what what social media is? Uh, MySpace came out in 2005. So there's not a social media really. Website. Just like Websites? message, probably message board. Maybe a message board. I remember seeing the van photograph online somewhere mm-hmm. and it was just like, you guys survived that? Yeah, it was pretty bad. It's pretty gnarly. It was... Yeah. Or maybe they, they, maybe there's like, maybe there was an article. There's an AP. I think it was an, it was an AP. That's what it was then. Yeah. About it. Yeah. So yeah, they signed a vagrant after the success of through being cool. They were on equal vision, which is more of like a 
hardcore. Equal Vision is a hardcore. It's a hardcore rec- label. An, uh, label. And maybe that's another reason why they jumped to Vagrant. It's like, hey, we're not really playing that kind of shit anymore. And Vagrant was a perfect fit for them. Yeah. You know, you had like, again, that year you had Alkaline Cheers from Hooter Infirmary. Like, fucking banger record. Like, uh, Dashboard Confessionals, Places You're Going to Fear the Most. So many. Damn. Well, they all probably turned like they're all probably around the same age. They all mm-hmm. probably matured at the same time and then like sonically made all these records at the same time yeah. as that shift was happening. Oh sure. So but that makes sense. Like two thousand one's like the year of Vagrant, I would say. So much that there was a, a tour that year. Uh it's called I have it on my notes here. Uh the Vagrant America tour. And uh they played fucking everywhere and the lineup always kind of it was kind of a fluid lineup mm-hmm. it was every band on the label <laughs> went out the the headliners was it was alkaline trio dashboard professional and um i think it was i think saves the day was the other one but you know no motive hopped on a leg hot rod circuit hopped on a leg i missed that tour but my friend saw it and i i i hate myself for not going where did they play uh, i think they saw them in dallas okay I don't think I saw that tour. Oh, that's one of those. If I if I could hop, if the time machine existed, I would go back and check any one of those shows because I love all of those bands. Yeah, I mean, at nineteen, I was I moved back here. I was fucking poor. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going on vacation. <laughs> we're all poor. We're nineteen. We're we're out of our parents' house. We're we're on our own. We have like eight roommates. You know, for some reason. Yeah. Because you can't but afford. But you still to. broke. Still broke. Eight roommates. You, but you, but you refuse to work a full time job. So you're like, oh, so I'll go work at a record store, thirty hours a week, and maybe that. Work at a restaurant like four days. Yeah, a week. It, it'll pay my portion of the rent and have enough for like, you know, Are I you, didn't. I was nineteen, so I wasn't drinking. So. But you know, for your like Siggy's. Or oh yeah, yeah, coffee. So I can go to Denny's and Taco Bell and. Yeah. Go to Denny's and smoke all your cigarettes and drink coffee. <laughs> Yeah, man, that year. But that's that's when my that's when my music uh, tastes kind of changed too. And I think I think for a lot of people it did too. I know we have friends. Uh, you probably have friends that did the same thing. Like, went to punk rock in high school, and then like in two thousand one, they either went like the emo path or they went the fucking like indie rock path. Uh, Nineteen. Uh, two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by. Right. Yeah, like a lot of my friends went down the indie path and started listening to like the Shins and that kind of stuff, which is more adjacent. They're all adjacent. They're all punk rock adjacent. Yeah. But went that more route and I went the more emo route. It's like, okay, I'm into this shit. They still listen to Vagrant Records bands, but they were more into like maybe the. Um, uh, oh Maybe shit. a little art indie rock. Like they're probably listening to Spoon. Yeah. And Modest Mouse. Yes. And pretending that they like Sleater Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, at this time I'm like, I'm rocking this record. Uh, what I liked about it was the first digipack that I ever got, where it was like a cardboard. I thought that was so fucking cool. I remember when CDs, like, it was a plastic case with a fucking sleeve in it. If you're lucky, it had some, it folded out of some cool thing. Yeah. This one was a digipack. It was a cardboard case. It was just, that's all, you unfold it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the CD's like in a sleeve. 
And it's in like the a other, slim cardboard. And on the other side is the liner notes. Yeah. Like, I thought, wow, this is cool. Even the fucking album cover is so 2001. It's, it's. Oh, that cover, man. Walking through a field it's at so, sunset. It's so arty. <laughs> it's so arty, but like, it's like, it's the, I don't know what the obsession was in 2001 with like sepia toned, like, like sunset. S- saturated. Yes. Like fuzzy sunsets. Uh-huh. Yeah. Orange, orange hues. Yeah, a lot of orange. Yeah. I, I loved that. I loved this. I love record. that you said that that album cover is so 2001. It's very 2001. <laughs> uh, this is the year of the fucking sampler. Oh, sampler. Uh, I think another year on the streets came out that year. Uh, with which had so many fun. Like that. Come on. I miss samplers. I miss compilation records. Bring them back. Well, you have to have you have to have record labels. Ah, yeah. You got to have those. Gotta have and that's why they existed because it was like, hey, hey, here's the best song on all of our albums. Buy all these albums. All these are bands. Yeah. You could buy all of their records. You could buy all of them. Please. It's a little paper order form. Please do. Yeah. What Mark was the quantity. Send us a fucking a fucking cashier's check. But it was also that that time for me, anyways. I I did this when I was a young kid too, and I got into Green Day, and I bought their record, their Lookout Records records, and it had like the thing to you know you could buy other. Look out records with bands, things like so. Who does the, the what is that? Mail up, uh, mail mail order, mail order. And they who who does Green Day think in the liner notes? Who do they like? I'm like okay, well I'll get Mr. T Experience. I'll get this, this, and this. And that's how I found out about other bands was by mail order and compilation CDs. Yeah, I mean, because then it's just like spider webs. Yeah, you're like, oh okay, and then you go to, and then you do that with everyone, and then it just. It yeah, networks. It gets to well now. It's what I think with Spotify. It's it's too much. There's too many. I'm I'm going back to what we said at the very beginning of the show. I'm an old man, and I don't have enough. The memory, the memory is almost <laughs> full. You know. Oh yeah. The memory is almost full, and I can't. We're definitely gonna have to delete some stuff off the thumb <sighs> yeah, drive. But it's that like, what do I delete? I mean, we're not gonna do. But there's you don't know. But you don't know what you delete. There's two. There's Josh. There's too many bands. There's too many bands, and I want. I want so bad. Every now and then, one will pop up. Like Charlie Bliss came onto my radar a couple of years ago, and it blew my fucking mind. And I was obsessed with that band. I loved it. It's like great, a new a new band. I'm not an old man. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm hip. And but there has, but and ever like maybe every two years. A new band will pop up and I'll get into them for like a couple months and I'm like, okay. I think Pup was the last band that I got really into. Yeah, Pup, like Pup, Microwave. There's been some good shit. But then what's sad is when you find a band, like there was, I was put on these like Spotify. I was like, let them pick a, you make a playlist for me and I'll play it. And this like thing. Take the wheel, Jesus. Yeah, a Jesus, take the wheel, mom. A Spotify, take the wheel. <laughs> and a song popped up. I'm like, this sounds fucking dope. And I sent it to Robbie as like, and I just looked at the, when this album came out, it was 2005. What the fuck? Yeah. Where was I? Why didn't I hear that in 2005? Yeah. What? But then you hear something like, you think it's new, but it's on, it is a new artist, but it's on one of their older records. And you're like, I thought this was a new artist. They've been putting out shit since like 2010. Where the fuck have I been? Yeah. So I really hate when I find a band after they break up. Oh, a. it happens all the time. Um... And then when you find a band that's like really old and you're just like, why haven't I 
not been listening to this. <laughs> like, uh, I listened to The Bronx like a couple of days ago and it's like an album from 2002 and i was like and i've never listened to the bronx not really right other than just knowing who they were but it's like why have i never listened to this because it is so like 2002 rock and rolly which is what i was listening to oh yeah at that time it was just like how did that slip past me where did where was i what was i doing wait this wasn't on a sampler that's how it got that's how it slipped past you gotta put that on a sampler was this on 120 minutes no no hey welcome back to 120 minutes i'm matt pinfield we're at the melody bar in new brunswick new jersey great punk well this was like a more mellow and dark record for the band uh clearly as i stated just super dark themes and lyrics on it uh so bummer, bang- bummer bangers. Bummer bangers. <laughs> Dude, Chris Conley's really good at writing a, a bummer banger. Yeah. Like, Dashboard makes you sad and makes you like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> for Chris Conley, you're like, that guy is hurting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's mad. Yeah. I think he really wants to murder this person. Matt Skiba would do that a lot with, with older Rockline Trio stuff. You're like, you want to... Kill? Oh yeah, you want to kill this person? You kill like, him? oh, this person like fucked you up hard, and you're gonna write a pop song about like fucking them up? Okay, okay. I mean, I would be lying if I said that didn't rub off on me. And a lot of my earlier solo stuff that I did was very that too, just channeling my anger and hatred for a person into a song. I've listened to, I've been listening to a lot of songs about men hating women for a majority of my life and yeah. i wonder what that does to my psyche <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Jeez. well this record sold almost fifteen thousand copies in its first weeks which doesn't sound like a lot but for an independent that's a lot for an independent record label in 2001 but it sold like over seventy thousand by the end of the that first year which is it didn't drop until summer so yeah. in like six months it sold six seventy thousand records that's insane by March of 2002, it became Vagrant's best-selling record, 120,000 records. That's that's so. <laughs> it's not a lot, but it's yeah. But for then and for an independent label, that's crazy, especially for that genre of music. Like, sure. Like that's insane. It reached 100 on the Billboard Top 200 charts, which is crazy for an indie. It charted. It charted. Wow. It's like a charted. Uh, I mean, what it's clap. What was that? This record charted. It said, I farted? It farted and charted. Farts and farts and crabs. <laughs> uh, classic. Highly influential. Probably one of the most highly influential, like, pop punk emo records for bands that came after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the music video premiered on MTV2, December 2001. Uh, speaking of fucking... Oh, he's just like staring at the camera. Speaking of saturation, here's... Okay, I remember when this video premiered and we were watching it and we were all like... Because there's a couple of us watching and we were like, what's wrong with his face? Oh, yeah. Well, they did have an accident, but also like he had like surgery to cover up his pop marks. So like his face was super smoothed out or whatever. It might have been... It could have just been some sort of mask or something that he wore to peel shit but it looked face looked very plastic it looked very plastic in this video 
Um, but the video is kind of depressing. He's in like one room and it's like the lifespan of a human being. Mm -hmm. Like a couple bringing in a baby and then it's a toddler and then it's playing baseball and then it's being a rebellious team and then it's graduating from high school and then blah, blah, blah. And then, then he's an old man and then he dies and that's the funeral. Like shit, man, but it's spinning around. I thought that video was so clever and artsy. Well, it was in 2001. Yeah. Speaking of saturation, the color saturation in that video is off the charts. That music video looks like a Polaroid. It does. It very much does. It's even kind of framed like one. Yeah. Maybe that was purposely done. Probably. Maybe it was more artsy than we thought. Um, Paste Magazine ranked it number seven of the best 10 emo music videos of all time. I would which not is, call them emo, emo. You wouldn't call Saves the Day emo? No. I might. It also appeared, this, <laughs> this this song appeared on a Vulture Best of Emo list. As it should. I mean, I think that they get lumped in, after 2000, they get lumped into emo bands. Like, Taking Back Sunday is called emo. <laughs> and yeah. neither of them are. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I used to be that, I was an emo, uh, what do you call that, uh, 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 gatekeeper for a while. We've got a badass over here. But I think there's different, just like there are different genres of punk rock, there's different genres of emo. I'll give them second wave emo. Why can't I not say that word? I keep saying emu. Emu. <laughs> it kind of looks like emu. Uh, you know, Taking Back Sunday is a genre. I think they're more like mall emo, like screamo. You yeah, know? it's also not screamo. Uh, brand new. I would, I'd put in like an emo category. Like mall punk. You say I listen to mall punk. I think brand new is mall emo. All of those bands are mall emo. Yeah. And then you got like Rites of Spring and shit like that. That's like actual emo. Yes. Yeah. The Texas is the, well. Yeah. I would say Texas is the reason is an emo band. Okay. I mean, Sunny Day Real Estate, clearly emo. Yes. And all these other things are mall emo. Mall emo. They're emo adjacent. Emo adjacent. Dashboard professional is the king of mall emo. Yeah. It's not a knock. I'm just, I would like you to categorize them. Sure. It's short for emotional. But emo is a type of fashion that has gone to extremes in area schools. WDAZ's Lacey Chris talked to students today about what can be a very dangerous behavior. But I mean, it gets that that you do if you Google emo, like what the first thing that pops up is like is mall emo. It's or mall screamo, the the eyeliner and the swoopy hair and like, you know, the black veil bride shirt or whatever the fuck ever. Like that's right. I think that's why they changed like bands that were screamo when it be was a thing. I think that's why they changed the name. They keep changing the name because they don't want to be like. Uh, affiliated with these mm -hmm. like swoopy hair, yeah, hot topic screamo bands or whatever. Now we call it post hardcore. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a lot of that is like Blood Brothers, definitely like a post hardcore kind of a thing. That's the kind of shit where I'm like, all right, like Orchid. Yeah, that's post hardcore. That's post hardcore, but it could be lumped into a scream uh, that's what one what we once would have called screamo right now it's just called post hardcore it's what dads it's like they're hey they're adults it's like me almost 40 i'm like hey, you guys want to look at my post hardcore records you have a lot you've got a good collection
So yeah, that was my pick. Uh, saves the days. Excellent pick. I like that you went with a theme. Uh, I'm just pulling bangers out of my bag. Well, here's the deal, man. I had another one in my back pocket, and then I thought I want to do those 20 years. And when I when I looked up those records, I mean, I'm just, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up right now. I don't know why I stuttered so much at that one. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna Google rock albums, just rock albums of 2020, 20. 2001. What the fuck? <laughs> what an idiot. And we'll see we'll see what we get. Just Google. So yeah, is this it? Strokes. Amnesiac by Radiohead. White blood cells, white stripes. Toxicity system of a down. Lateralis tool. Uh, Fugazi's the argument. The muse origin of symmetry. Oh, inverted world chins. That's the one I'm thinking mm. of. Some pretty worn all, all killer, no filler, baby. There's like one good song on that. No Doubts Rock Steady, Incubus Morning View, Ryan Adams Gold. So many Pete Yorn's music. Look, it's such a great year for music. Weezer's Green Album. That That is not a great... Weezer's Green Album is good. No, it's not. Have you listened to it in a long time? No, because it was terrible. Well, well that's your opinion, but me, I'm ride or die. <laughs> For Weezer? <laughs> Give it a spin. Nickelback, Silver Side Up. That's the shit right there. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, maybe 2001 wasn't a great year for music, but it's where things it's where things splintered. Sure. I mean, there are some good things that happened. Obviously, when you're talking about commercial rock music, yeah, it was the things that we make memes of. Oh, Nerd came out that year. N-E-R-D. Oh. Look at that. So the, yeah, a lot of a lot of great things happened in two thousand one. A lot of things didn't. Like nine eleven. Oh shit! <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, they said to never forget. Uh, I, t- I apparently I forgot. Um. But fuck, uh, Donald Rumsfeld. Hey, speaking of nine eleven, Donald hey. Rumsfeld died. Yay! Rot in hell. I know you're not supposed to like. Um, that dude was a fucking war criminal. Yeah, they you say, can say bad things about Donald Rumsfeld. They they say don't speak ill of the dead, but I think I think in this case there's an exception. There's a, there's a very large exception. Bye, bitch. Evil, like it's the fruits of the devil. Evil. Uh, but they let but then they let Bill Cosby out of prison. So it's been a weird week. It's. Been it's been a very weird week, to say the least. Uh, we got the 4th of July weekend coming up. Who cares? Who cares? Speaking of 9-11, I don't care. I don't, I've don't. i never really gotten into celebrating the holiday. We did uh, when my uncle was still uh, alive, RIP. Uh, that man owned his own business. He had some <laughs> a little extra spin in my... And every 4th of July, he would drop thousands of dollars on fireworks i've heard so many stories about your uncle's fireworks display dude they were legendary maybe rivaled a small town oh yeah for sure uh we it was definitely like an un- unincorporated villages fourth of july celebration. yeah liberty <laughs> fest get the fuck out of here uncle dale's he's got he's got the shit i don't know i don't know where he found this stuff but i mean he'd cross state lines to get stuff sometimes Oh, he's got like Arkansas fireworks. Arkansas fireworks, Kansas fireworks. I remember one year bottle rockets are illegal in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, we he crossed the border and got a bunch of bottle rockets for us. We did bottle rocket wars. 
What state sells, sells bottle rockets? Kansas State. Kansas does? Still sells bottle rockets. Of course they do. Uh, yeah, you know, you can't, like, uh, abortion's bad. But Here, <laughs> blow off your pinky finger. Please. America. Shoot this this thing at your cousin and blow his eye out. Uh, so that was the thing that I looked forward to the most was, was having fun blowing shit up with my cousins. I'm now 39 years old. I have no interest in blowing things up. Now, I, my dad would always say, my dad didn't really buy fireworks. He's like, you're just lighting your money on fire. And as a kid, I thought, what a cheap thing. To <laughs> what a cheap ass thing to say. What a cheap ass thing to say. But now that I'm a 39 year old man and we took my nephew to a fireworks stand year before last. And I, I had, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy him some fireworks. And as I'm looking at the price of these, I'm like, I looked at my brother and I go, you're literally just burning your money. <laughs> and he's laughing. Like, that's exactly what dad said when we were kids. But yes, you're, how much is that thing? It's $7. So I'm going to, here, I'm just going to put a five and two ones down and you just set that on fire. Cause that's all that's going to happen. But it doesn't explode. But what if it doesn't? It doesn't shoot. Um, colored gas it's not a tank it that goes it's not a tank that goes a half an inch even though it said that's supposed to go further and then it just goes and just like engulfed in flames it does nothing i mean you're paying for the experience really i get it you're paying for your you're, it's for the kids you're paying for the joy i mean i like throw, blowing things up as an adult yeah especially maybe. if someone else buys it yeah here's what we do I'll use some of my fun money and we'll go get some fireworks and we'll blow some shit up this year. We're going to find something to blow up? Like $100 cap. Oh, I, like, I'm fine with 50 See, when you say the word $100, like, ugh. That's, but ooh. $100 doesn't really go that far at, at, a, at a, a fireworks stand. Honestly, you know, I'm fine with sparklers. I'm you a sparkler kid? Yeah. Such a poor kid thing. Sparklers and snakes. That's such a poor. Dude, fuck you. I was poor. Hey, I was poor too, but. I also lived in municipal cities. That's true, where you, where you couldn't set off fireworks. So fuck you. Yeah. Poor kid. You're going to stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, husker do's, husker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? Uh, <laughs> I, I grew up so fucking poor I was the poorest But then So my parents lived in Mustang For mm-hmm. almost 20 years And you can set up fireworks there And it's like the fucking It's like World War II So They lived in the You had to like Plan your entire day around this Because they lived at the back of the neighborhood And after 8.30 Yeah you can't leave until midnight. Oh, because the streets are just everyone. Because sh- everyone just comes into the street and just like it's like a it's their own dis- like they actually do like a city display. But then for four days, it's just people bl- blowing up fireworks. Yeah, just like mortar shells and fucking those big one. I really do uh, enjoy is the uh, the sleeve the 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 fucking truck tire wheel size wheel of black cats oh yeah that you, oh, just, yeah. you just light the end and just let it go yeah i have a video on my phone um i think they bought like i don't know 20 of those mm-hmm. 
not the giant like mortar round or whatever, but like the huge rounds of black cats. Yeah. And um, my brother-in-law tied them all together mm-hmm. or like my brothers tied them together and we made this gigantic coil in the middle of the fucking street and it took like almost five minutes for the whole thing to blow up. And it's like five continuous minutes of black cats and I think everyone hated us that year. Yeah. Well, I mean. But it's beautiful. We've been getting it here. They started selling fireworks all early. I mean, as they do every fucking year. But there's kids in the neighborhood blowing fireworks off. And they choose not to do it until, I don't know. Right. See, it seems like they know our sleep schedule. And they're like, when they put their heads down, about 30 minutes after that, let's go set off some fireworks. Yeah, is it 10 o'clock on a fucking Monday? That's fireworks. Set them off. Fuck it. I'll get you damn kids for this. You're all gonna die. So we got that coming up. Uh, and by the time you hear this, it'll be done. So I hope you had a good time with your family, your friends. I hope you ate a bunch of fucking hot dogs. I hope you got a day off. And I hope you put ketchup on your hot dogs. And fuck anyone who says otherwise. I'm getting real tired of that shit. I'm 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 still seeing that debated. And I'm like, okay, one, I'm a grown ass man. I'll put whatever the fuck I want on my hot dog. Two. Ketchup's delicious. Get the fuck out of here. Look, it's not Chicago. We're not in New York City. Like, who gives the fuck what you put on your hot dog? Here's the thing. You're eating... I don't because I'm a vegetarian. You're eating literally the the, the runoff of a pig. You're, you're, you eat vegetarian hot dogs. Right, which is plant-based. <laughs> An actual hot dog is just the inner... This, the, shit, the shit that no one wants. And they're stuffed into a tube... Who gives a shit what condiment you want to put on it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not fucking filet mignon, motherfucker. It's not It's not like when Trump put ketchup on a steak. Like, that, yeah. You are eating... Butthole? Buttholes. You're eating lips and buttholes. If I want to put ketchup on, I'll put ketchup on it. If I want to, if I want to squeeze fucking mayonnaise on that shit, I, I mean, I think, honestly, mayonnaise is more socially acceptable than ketchup on a hot dog. Get the fuck out of here. I'm done. That's ridiculous. Done? That's that, it? Is that, that the end? That angered me so much, I think I have to end the show. Okay. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about. This has been a lot of fun. It's very animated. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of digging this new setup, but we'll, we'll have to find something else. That well, that I works. mean, I would be more comfortable if there wasn't a dog taking up most of my seat. Oh, yeah. He's just like sleeping right around. Yeah, he's either. just out. He's like, oh, this is great. I <laughs> love hanging out with you guys. This is cool. Oh, are you uncomfortable? Oh, did you want to sit here? Producer Nate, uh, Charlie. Sorry. Again, I'm 39. My brain is not working anymore. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week with another episode. Follow us on social media, wherever you can follow us on social media. Stay tuned for uh, our 25th episode, Deets, on the social media. If we can get this thing going, it is going to be awesome. I'll say that. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. be a lot of fun. You can bring your friends and family. Check out Anthem Brewing. Check out Dig It. I'm all out. Don't blow your pinky off. I hope you didn't. But if you did... Maybe you get a new robotic pinky. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, good luck with that. Bye. (laughs)